part of Double P Media, doublepmedia.com. We are talking about the most recently aired episode of Yellow Jackets and everything that came before that. Haven't seen those episodes? Please go watch and then come back and listen. Welcome back to Bustin' Blockbusters, Double M with you. We are talking today about Yellow Jackets on Showtime, Season 2, Episode 2, Edible Complex, written by Jonathan Lisko, directed by Ben Semenoff. Wow, lots going on in this episode, and I can't wait to talk about it. I've kind of come up with a format in the way that I am going to talk about it. But first, some feedback from last week. A tweeter writes in, it's Taisa, not Talissa. Do you actually know anything about the show? Pooping on the podcast. It's a fair point. I did call her Talissa the entire last episode. I I wish I could offer a really good explanation for it, other than the fact that I had seen the name of the character once and mistook the I for an L and have been calling her that for quite a while in my own head, despite the fact that all you have to do is watch the episode and hear everybody call her Taisa or Ty. Never dawned on me. I apologize. My bad. Also in feedback, I did ask a poll question last week. Not a whole lot of you responded, but I do appreciate those who did. Uh, I put the polls, as long as I still can put the polls, on Twitter. Uh, we'll see what happens in the next couple of weeks if they're going to start reducing that. So uh, I'm, there may not be any more polls for this podcast. I'll keep trying, uh, but I'm not going to pay money to be able to have polls. Uh, sorry, Elon, I'm not going to help you make your your mistake back that way. Nonetheless, we put this question on the poll. Uh, what's the worst double J? That's Jeff joke. And you had a choice between with the, how do you get an art major off your front porch, which is you pay for the pizza or the failed. What did the bun say to the hot dog joke? And 75% of you said that the bun hot dog joke was worse. There was no joke. So I guess that's what made it worse. Uh, I personally thought that the art major off the front porch was a terrible, terrible dad joke. As for this episode, if you haven't seen this episode, please watch it and then come back and listen to my comments on it. I'm going to give it a rating right now, 8.9 out of 10, what I like to call double R's. That stands for reluctant remotes. This is a huge turning point for the series. We now see them engaging in the cannibalism and how all of that got started between last week's ending scene and this week's ending scene Oh my gosh, how scary, how gross. Understandable they're trying to survive, which is just a weird thing to try and justify cannibalism. But they are trying to survive. And evidently it smelled so good. That's what brought them out because they weren't grossed out by the smell. 
it didn't seem like it seemed like they were all drawn to it which may be a spiritual thing maybe not but uh i mean shauna when you look at it over these last two episodes was really the one who started it and now i will never ever be able to watch those scenes of her preparing meat as she does so often in the kitchen in the same way again although last years with the or last seasons with the whole uh animal stuff that was pretty bad but you almost kind of understood that in terms of preparing wildlife or what have you for a certain kind of meal or whatever that they would have had to do while they were uh, in the Rockies here. Oh gosh. Uh, now when she was, I guess that was a hamburger patty that she was making. Looking back on that now and anything else that she's prepared food wise, I'm just going to be totally grossed out uh, and thinking, linking it all to Shauna. The answer was there visually for us all along, but now we really saw it come to fruition. I mean, really gross. And the other thing that I have to think about is, are they going to get sick? Because don't hunters say that you have to clean an animal pretty quickly? I mean, even if Jackie is in a, you know, deep freeze type conditions in the Canadian Rockies, you still have to like debowel and do all of that, basically clean it like you would clean in a deer or clean a, a fish before you put it in deep freeze for that meat to still be any good. Also, was this steamed Jackie or was it boiled Jackie? That was a pretty weird shot of the whole, uh, you could see Jackie's face under the snow because the snow fell on it and then the flame came up and I'm assuming that it was the water that essentially boiled her. Where did the clothes go? And the clothes wouldn't be edible anyway. So what happened there? I mean, that's one of the reasons why I took a couple of points off because some of the, the way that that all happened, and granted, this is a supernatural event, right? So I guess I can't be too nitpicky, but it just didn't seem to quite add up to me. I, I did like, I guess what we're getting here also is a an origin story about what caused the rift between Natalie and Travis as well. So that that was interesting. This whole lottie love triangle thing i'm not exactly getting either it's like a spiritual love triangle in a way between travis and, and natalie and and lottie but it's weird so the way i'm going to talk about this episode is as i went along i would stop and just write a little note or something like that and all I'm going to do is present you those notes. So that essentially will give you an idea of the recap of the story and also just my initial thoughts on them. Some of the thoughts may not make any sense, uh, but you'll see as my notes go along, I correct them. So let's get to my notes. First note, they really made an off lot of effort to fill Ella Purse, uh, 
what is Ella's last name? The actress who plays Jackie. Anyway, they've done a lot to fill her contract, but will I'll add this now. Will we see Ella again? Will she still be in Shauna's head or whatever after this has happened? Because she's no longer there. Will she still continue to be with Shauna? Is this all in Shauna's head? Is it some kind of supernatural occurrence? Will we get an answer to that? Next note was I still can't figure out how much of this Jackie Shauna stuff is in Shauna's head. And I keep wondering if it's somehow related to Thais's sleepwalking stuff. Uh, again, that's the question of whether it's supernatural or not. Next note. Oh, no, Callie, don't do that. Uh, th I think that was about the vaping. Uh, at least she ditched the loser Kyle. He's definitely not worth those chocolate chip pancakes. Uh, <laughs> and what kind of mom offers to make them chocolate chip pancakes in the middle of the afternoon instead of being aware of what's going on in her son's room that's a little disturbing to me but i'm not a parent so you know i'm not going to tell other people how to parent it's just personally disturbing to me next note i mean of course vanessa is going to save taisa from falling jump running off a cliff chasing an eyeless man i don't understand why they put such peril in the characters that we know survived some of these new side characters that they put on obviously they're going to need more people to eat so we know pretty much what's going to happen to them but you can never really fear for taisa right when you see her in the modern day or shauna or Misty, or Natalie, or now Lottie. Um, some of the other characters, I, I see how they can build out some mystery as to whether they live or survive, depending on whether they bring them back as the adult versions of themselves. But yeah, I just, it's it was cool to see the Eyeless Man again. I got no idea what that's about, to be perfectly honest. But uh, hopefully that mystery will continue to unfold and we'll start to get some clues. I'm not a theory cast. I don't do theories. I don't like to be the person that say, I told you so, uh, when I just barely scratch the surface of something and then claim to be, you know, some kind of brilliant theorist uh, after the fact. I, I'm much more just try to enjoy it as I go along. Next note. Come on, Thaisa. There's no way that that's going to help. I mean, obviously, we see by the end of this episode that it did not help in any way, shape, or form. But espresso after espresso, if anything, that's just going to make it go down harder when you do finally go down. Now, I don't know much about insomnia. I've always been a person who, uh, when I need sleep, can get it. Sometimes I take it in weird uh, frames, some weird places, but... So I can't speak on any of that. And I've, of course, never been a sleepwalker. So I, I don't know what Thais is trying to achieve here, but it's just not going to work. Next note. So Lottie's going to be a point of contention for everyone, even Van and Ty and Nat and Travis. I mean, we all have our own divided thoughts about Lottie right now. Don't think she's completely trustable, 
I mean, she is running a cult and has been running a cult <laughs> uh, since the plane crash, basically. Uh, just different uh, kinds of ways. I know I've got more comments on that in my notes further on, but it's just, it feels like um, that they are trying, really trying to make this all about not Lottie. And I wonder if they're not trying to set us up to have some kind of persecution complex about her and then reveal that she will be the good guy in all of this. Um, but I'm not, I mean, you think about other modern day versions. I mean, she even points out later on to Natalie about what a mess she is. At any rate, that's uh, just at that point, you could see how Lottie's viewpoints and her little meetings and her little blessings were going to be a point of contention uh, for Van and Ty. Next note. Well, that's scenic and peaceful. I loved those shots in the mountains of, of Nat and Travis uh, going through the wilderness there. They were so beautiful. Uh, the Canadian Rockies is evidently really, really pretty. Or wherever it is that they shot that was really, really pretty. Next note. No, don't separate. Separating is always a bad idea. Oh, wait, they both survived. So why should I worry? I still had that moment, though. I still had that moment where I was like, no, 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 don't separate. That's not a good idea. Next note. We are not a cult, Lottie says. We are an intentional community turning suffering into strength. I mean, come on, Lottie. You're a bleeping cult. Next note. Yeah, good point, Natalie. What about that guy you were burying? Wait a minute. Why is Lottie going off about helotropes, not purple? I mean, come on, Lottie. Nat Natalie isn't somebody who just fell off a truck. She's not buying it. Neither am I. And then you get on about Lisa and her mispreparing the drink. You're tad off center yourself there, Lottie. I mean, and also poor Lisa. That poor girl can't do anything right. Was funny. The whole uh, Natalie apologizing to Lisa. I love Nicole Maines, by the way. She's fabulous. Uh, I loved her in the uh, Super, was it Superwoman, Supergirl series on the CW? Thought she was really good. Next note. Poor Misty, always ignored, still being ignored by everybody. That's nothing new, of course. And uh, also, way to keep it low profile, Misty, by just going onto these boards and talking about things. Um, and the help that she gets later on is interesting. So I will uh, expand on that. I think I have a note on that later. Oh, crap. I'm Misty. I'm actually Misty. I'm the one who will write a tweet, then delete it because I worded something wrong, and then rewrite it. That's me. I'm Misty. That's not a good sign, right? Next note. I don't blame Thaisa for freaking out about Jackie's, you know, makeover by Shauna. Uh, but poor Shauna is just so horrified. And I don't know if she's horrified about the fact that 
they might find that an ear is missing or there's a big cut that's been taken out of Jackie's arm. Um, but she, it's just, this is just so bleeped up. I mean, it, it, uh, the other thing though about that is the music that happened there. Um, I'm not going to do a score music section like I do in most of my podcasts. I will be talking about some of the cuts that Nora Felder puts in there, uh, but I'm not going to be talking about the score. But I just wanted to point out that this whole vocal timbre thing is really super effective in terms of creating this really nice, sometimes creepy, sometimes beautiful um, soundtrack that's underneath this television show. Next note. Holy crap. Kevin is on Adam's case. Of course, it would have to be Kevin. He's the only cop that we know, right? Uh, sure. Why not? Next note. Oh, Shauna, Misty was actually right. You are no good with cops. You're already doing terrible. This is just going to get worse. I mean, do I need to get a lawyer? Don't say that kind of thing to make him. It's poor Shauna. She's she's in a world of trouble here, and she doesn't even see it coming, evidently. Next note. You know, Callie's got a lot of good questions. I know a lot of people just hate Callie, but actually she seems to be the only sane person in that family right now. As as awful as she is, uh, she's still the the one who's thinking this through and trying to put it together and not buying the BS uh any more than kevin is so good for you callie i'm kind of in your corner next note this is a dream right sammy wouldn't just show up that was my note when taisa came down and uh saw sammy there playing with the dog and uh i guess i called it right because uh, the only thing is, is that she, when she's, my next note was if she can call people on the phone while doing her sleepwalk thing, maybe this isn't a dream. So I went back and forth on this through the whole episode. Next note. Is that a guy that Misty dated before? You have to help my memory with these kind of things. Cause I don't, I still don't, I haven't looked. Uh, I just don't know if that was, why he was eyeing her so suspiciously, uh, except for the fact that I think that they went on a date once in, in the show last first season, but I, I can't remember. So help me out. By the way, if you want to contact me, you can tweet at bus blockbuster on Twitter. You can send emails to Matt's audioblog at gmail.com, M-A-T-T-S audioblog at gmail.com. Or you can tweet to my bosses at the word double the letters PHQ. Use that same spelling for all of their socials, Instagram, Hive, what have you. Even Facebook, facebook.com slash the word double the letters PHQ. Or you can leave comments on the YouTube at for double P media. Go uh, just do youtube.com slash the at sign the word double, the letter P, the word media. You can also leave comments on my website post, mattsaudioblog.com, M-A-T-T-S-audioblog.com. Next note. That scenery is still gorgeous. Wait, what did you do? 
And this is the flashback, of course, of her getting one of Javi's pieces of clothing out of the suitcase. Wouldn't you think that somebody would remember what Javi was wearing the last time they saw him? It just seems weird that she could get away with this and that everybody would buy it. Plus, ooh, cutting her leg out. Ouch. That hurts. Next note. Oh, poor Travis. Natalie, that was effed up. I mean, I'm just going to say it, it. That was bleeped up. I know that you think you're trying to help him, but that's not going to help him in the long run. And And this is what I feel like is the seed for the rift that evidently happened between them and and evidently that natalie's been paying for her entire life ever since uh with all of her uh, addiction stuff going on so that's just bleeped up both for natalie and for travis next note oh modern day travis wait lottie saw him before he died i thought the message was from the dead I, I honestly thought that Lottie had had some kind of seance and had talked to Travis that way. I don't know why I thought that. Probably because it's a supernatural show. But yeah, I messed that up. She actually talked to him. Next note. There's that healing thing again. Oh. That's the message from Travis? A, a literal piece of paper? And what was Nat right about? I don't remember any of this stuff. Is this new information? Somebody help me out here. Also, the fact that Javi was dead, is that what he means? I guess we could find that out later on in the series. Or that Natalie had a right to make him think that, because I can't help but think that it's related to Javi somehow, right? Next note. Holy bleep, Lottie was there for the whole thing. That's right, Natalie. That's bull, Lottie. Now remember, I'm writing these notes as I go along, so my opinions on things may change uh, as the notes continue and the episode continues. Next note. What the bleep, Laura Lee? So. Are we supposed to believe that the spirit of Laura Lee is what raised the crane that raised Travis way up to two stories high from being two feet off the ground high? And this whole remote thing, I mean, why is Laura Lee so pissed? I don't get it. Next note. Nice dig, Natalie. Also, Rolexes. Overrated. Next note. I knew it. Thaisa was asleep. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. And of course, Sammy wasn't actually there. I don't even know that he would know how to get to her house from the school. Um, I guess Thaisa can make phone calls in her sleep. And what's with the window being open? Did Thaisa actually leave? 
Did she just happen to have it open? Seems weird. Next note. Oh, crap. Lottie knows about the Shauna cutting up Jackie thing, at least on her arm. She didn't see the ear, I don't guess. But she doesn't say anything. And the whole necklace thing, I mean, I mean, that was a nice gesture, right? And very sad. Next note. Callie, what are you doing? You're in a bar and that dude is way too old for you. Jay, back the F off, Jay. Javi must be alive because Lottie can feel it. And as unreliable as she is, feel like that she can sense these things. And Natalie, you should not have done that. Nothing like a funeral pyre to stop an argument. Next note. Oh, poor Shauna. Wow, that music in Snowfall is beautiful and sad. That was a really nice score. Amazingly, and I don't want to get too deep in the weeds about music on this, but uh, the key center was major, and typically major chords make us feel happier. However, when they're coupled with four minor chords, and I don't mean four as in the quantity, I mean four as in the quality, the, the four chord, and I know I'm talking a lot of numbers here, but when you mix a major one and a minor four, because minor chords tend to make us feel sad, it's interesting. The sad kind of predominates. It doesn't, that's the one case where a minor chord doesn't feel scary. It feels sad. And that's when it's placed in the context of the four with a major chord. For some reason, our brains just go, oh, those are two things that kind of conflict and it makes even the major chord feel bittersweet. Just thought I'd say that. Next note. It was invisible ink. Uh, yeah, so I should suspected that it was the blank piece of paper that Misty got was probably invisible ink earlier. Um, the camera was just something to make people think that the place was being observed. Um, but this dude is impersonating FBI agents. And he's invited Misty to come along. I mean, this guy may be Misty's dream match. As much as she got onto him about trying to call down the whole Adam theory stuff. But uh, Misty might have found her soulmate. Though, <laughs> um, so is Agent Quigley, is that is that a good FBI name? I'm going to put that question on the poll for this week. Is Agent Quigley a good FBI name? You let me know by finding the poll on Twitter, at Bus Blockbuster on Twitter. Next note. Oh, crap. Jay is a cop. Wait a minute. He just bought alcohol for a minor. It's not very good cop behavior, is it? I mean, he has to know she's a minor, right? I mean, maybe the age now it's present day all states have an age of 21 i believe except for maybe one in the whole of the united states so he just bought alcohol for a minor and he's a cop oh he's undercover 
as we find out later in the episode, or that's what he's good at. Don't be that undercover, Jay. Also, your name isn't Jay, it's Matt. And boy, are they on to Shauna. Wow, that's not going to be good. Shauna is going to walk right into this. Next note. Sexy time with Nat and Travis. Wait a minute. Is this some kind of spiritual threesome? That light thing is just weird. Okay, the whole thing is just weird. Next note. That was a super cool shot of Jackie under the snow. But how is the sex thing linked to this? And what's happening with the fire? This is all weird. The way that Jackie's body is prepared uh, for the feast is obviously supernatural, but I don't get how it could actually work. Once again, it's supernatural, so don't get it has to actually work. But also, it seemed like as the sex was happening, that's what made everything happen and more intense. And I don't understand that connection at all. With Lottie being, I, I'm assuming that's just Travis's perspective. He's the only one that's seeing this outside of us. And what does that do in terms of calling the supernatural to, to do this? And why now? Why at this moment? Haven't Travis and Natalie had sex before? I don't remember if they did or not in season one. Somebody write to me and let me know at Blockbuster on Twitter or send emails to Matt's Audio Blog at gmail.com. Next note. Yes. So I was right. That whole thing was just her doing her sleepwalk thing. Sleep stalking. That's what I'm going to call it. And that's right up par on course. I guess that means that she can make phone calls in her sleep. Well, of course, a sideswipe from another vehicle. That was completely telegraphed. Uh, and it's been done so much. It's just bores me. Uh, it's not surprising anymore. Uh, there was a really good one on a show called The Equalizer that has Queen Latifah in it. I know. What am I doing watching that? I was watching the episode with my mom. Uh, I just happened to be sitting with her when she was watching that episode. And there was a really good one done there that was very shocking and surprising. But most of the time, you know, it's so telegraphed. It's just uh, ridiculous. But the question that I have is, did she do that on purpose? Did the sleepwalking take over and she actually was trying to kill either herself or her separated girlfriend? Yeah. So, uh, but it, is that what, I, I think it was on purpose. I'm just not sure why. Next note. What's with the fantasy feast shots? Oh my God, tastes like chicken. They are going to eat Jackie for sure. Is that boiled or steamed Jackie? Those were my notes uh, for most of that sequence. So here's the thing. I guess Showtime, you know, ethics board or whatever, the people who decide whether something's good or not for television, um, decided to put that whole fantasy feast in there in order to make it a little less offensive that these girls were all eating a freshly steamed or boiled Jackie. I thought it actually made it creepier. 
but I also thought it made it seem kind of silly. Um, especially when I saw the chicken taste like chicken that kind of took me out of it for just a minute. Everything about hunger and the baby at the beginning of the episode now pays off for Shauna to use it as justification for eating this. Yeah. And then I won't uh, do the bumper for the final note, but it's just, okay, gross. Ew. I'm as horrified as coach. So those are my notes for the episode. I do want to talk a little bit about the music as well. So like I said, I'm not going to get too much into analyzing the score of this. I think that they're doing a fabulous job. I think they're giving it the appropriate creepiness. I think the voice is a great timbre, meaning, you know, the instrument uh, with which to do most of the score. Um, and But it doesn't seem to be that much really to talk about it, except for the, its effect on a scene, which you can gather just by watching the scene. So instead, I thought I would take a look at what Nora Felder, who is the music editor, uh, puts into these cuts. And, and some of this, what a musical e editor does is they have to secure the rights for the songs as, as well as deciding what songs would work best. Or if a director decides that they want this particular song in this particular part of a episode, um, then they have to figure out how to make that work. And there were really three cuts in here um, that I really picked up on. One was Inertia Creeps by Massive Attack. And I felt like uh, this was during Thais's, you know, coffee spree. And I thought that there were some good lyrical connections here. Um, when you listen to these uh, lyrics here, clearly out of body experience interferes and dreams flying I fit nearly surrounds me though i get lonely and i think the whole idea of what is happening to taisa as something that she is in not control of almost like having an out-of-body experience um even though she doesn't really have any recollection of what is happening to her it still feels like that something supernatural is going on which i felt like these lyrics really alluded to well the other song, uh, this one may have been put in merely by title, uh, Little Queenie by Sad Girl, which seems perfectly appropriate for Callie when she's in the bar. Um, because a lot of people think that Callie is just an absolute B. I don't. I think she's the sane person. <laughs> she's the only sane person, perhaps, out of this whole mess. Uh, she may not. She's a teenager, so she doesn't know how to act on that appropriately but she's the one who's really getting it together uh and with limited information so i can't say i blame her although sometimes she does do the whole teenager thing where she's really rash about you know tell dad tell dad about adam why did you tell dad about adam you know that's kind of irrational but uh little queenie i thought was an appropriate uh, way to think of callie in that moment because she's just being defiant and uh, trying to take a whole lot of things into, into context at that bar that she should not be taking in. 
anyway uh the final one uh was during the feast and that was climbing up the walls by radiohead radiohead is just synonymous with the 90s right first of all and i loved these lyrics because i think it reflects on this moment in the way that it is a deep dark part of their past um that could easily get reflected out at any time uh, these lyrics say i am the key to the lock in your house this is what unlocks the cannibalism right the key that keeps the toys in the basement oh boy uh and if you get too far inside you'll only see my reflection so at their core they're all dealing with this post-traumatic stress of not only going through a plane crash but also eating their fellow teammates uh and this is just the beginning so i thought that those lyrics were absolutely appropriate that's all i've got for this week's episode covering yellow jackets season two episode two edible complex not oedipus complex but edible complex and if you have any thoughts about these episodes once again feel free to contact me at Blockbuster on Twitter, or you can tweet the bosses at the word double the letters PHQ on Twitter. In fact, you can contact them using that spelling on Instagram, on Hive, and on Facebook, facebook.com slash the word double the letters PHQ. You can also leave comments on the website, which is mattsaudioblog.com, M-A-T-T-S audioblog.com. You can also use that spelling for my Hive, my Mastodon as well. You can uh, leave comments on the Double P Media YouTube where you're getting this video right now. Just leave comments below. Also, hit that like button, please. Also, please tell your friends that we're covering Yellow Jackets. Uh, we didn't get a whole lot of response from last week's podcast, and I can't blame you. I've failed you so many times in past podcast experiences you're probably just tired and not willing to give it a shot but if you are one of those few who are still hanging around and liking this and liking me talking about television shows when i can then i would really appreciate it if you would leave a written review on itunes for at for bustin blockbusters uh, wherever you get your podcast actually and if you can leave a review that would be very much appreciated also uh just subscribe to the double p youtube channel because even though even if you don't like the stuff that i get or that i give you may like the stuff that bubba and catfish are giving you on other great shows like the mandalorian like the last kingdom like babylon berlin which may be coming out this year as well so be sure to stay up on all the things that Bubba and Catfish are doing by subscribing to that Double P Media YouTube, youtube.com slash at Double P Media. The word double, the letter P, the word media. This is Matt. See ya.